Hello, welcome to Hope Stream FM Weekly Bible Study Review. This is Pastor Solomon Odinyebuchi Okono. This week's lesson is titled God's Mission to Us, Part 1. The memory test is Genesis chapter 3, verse 9. Then the Lord God called Adam and said to him, Where are you? Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for all you've done for us this week. We're set to study your word again. Help us to understand you and to live by what we study. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God is the originator of missions. The mission of the church did not begin with the call of Abraham in Genesis 12 verses 1 to 4. Or with the Exodus, Exodus chapter 12, verses 31 to 42. It did not begin even with Jesus when he was on earth, Matthew 1, 18 to 25. With Paul's missionary journeys, Acts 13, 4 to 14, or with the apostles. Mission began with God himself. When he brought the universe into existence and later created humanity, Genesis 1, 26-27. We see in the scriptures that from the very beginning, God has been intentional to reach out to and to be with his children. God's original mission was to establish a relationship with his children beginning from Adam and Eve. After sin entered, he continued his mission, but now it became to re-establish the lost relationship with humankind. In the end, God's mission will be accomplished when he makes all things new, Revelation 21. This is why we have been called to preach the eternal gospel to the world, Revelation 14, 6-7. But to accomplish this task, our mission must be centered on a solid relationship with the Creator and a deep understanding of his missionary nature, which begins by understanding God. And his character. The God who reaches out. Genesis 3 verse 5. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. God created Adam and Eve in his image and put them in a perfect world. That he gave them two precious gifts, love and free will. Without free will, God's love would have been questionable. Man would have been just a mere robot programmed to obey God. God gave clear instructions to Adam and Eve about the danger and deadly consequences of disobedience, Genesis 2, 16-17. But Adam and Eve listened to Satan's deceptive persuasion, disobeyed God, and marred God's plan for humanity. Even then, God did not abandon them. Neither did he abandon his mission. Instead, he activated the mission of salvation, which he had designed before the foundation of the world. Ephesians 1 verse 4. One lesson to learn from here is that God never gives up. He never gives us an out, no matter what. No matter how vile we are, he never gives up. So we too should never give up on others, no matter how 
fire they are. When Adam and Eve fell, God's question to Adam was, Adam, where are you? Genesis 3, 9 to 15. This was not a question about location. Of course, God knew exactly where they were. This was more of God asking Adam about their spiritual location. God was rather saying, Adam, are you still faithful? Have you broken the covenant? Did you disobey me? He wanted Adam to answer for himself. Each one of us should try to examine ourselves and answer for ourselves whether we are still right with God or whether we have fallen. So the question is, where are you? Notice also that before the confrontation and the promise of reconciliation, God came looking for fallen humanity. In spite of the seemingly hopeless situation, God essentially addresses two issues in the question that he asked Adam, our fallen state and his missionary nature. We're lost in a desperate need of salvation. He is the one who finds us with the determination to save us and to be with us. The God who longs to be with us. Genesis 17 verse 7. And I will establish my covenant between me and thee and thy seed after thee in their generations for an everlasting covenant to be a God unto thee and to thy seed after thee. Scripture reveals that God has always longed to be with his people. Right from the very beginning, God has always longed to be with us. After the flood, the people of Babel decided to gather in one place to build a city and a tower that will reach the heavens. God intervened, confused their language, and scattered them abroad. Genesis 11 verse 19. This was God's way of insisting on his mission of not allowing humanity to continue in waywardness. He then extended his mission to the world through Abraham. Genesis 12 verse 13. One of God's main promises to Abraham and his descendants was, I will be your God. I will be with you. I am with you. Genesis 17, 7, Genesis 17, verse 8, Genesis 26, verse 3, and Genesis 28, verse 15. Later on, we see that in every step of Joseph's experience in Egypt, even in the most difficult moments of his life, the Lord was with him. Genesis 39, verse 2. Several years in future, after, after the deliverance of Israel from Egypt through Moses, God said to Israel, I will certainly be with you, Exodus 3, verse 13. A long time after, in Exodus 29, verses 43 to 45, God asked Israel to build a sanctuary for him, that he may dwell among them. God has always longed to be with his people. Even now, he longs to be with you. The God who became one with us, Genesis 3:15, And I will pit Put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head, and you will strike his heel. The deepest way God expressed his love to us, and his desire to have a relationship with us, was that he came in flesh to be with us. The God who created all things in the Old Testament, now manifests his love in another dimension by coming to be with us. He became Emmanuel, called with us. Long in Genesis 3.15, he made a promise to come in person, but now in the New Testament, 
He fulfills the promise through Christ's incarnation. God's promise in the Garden of Eden in Genesis 3 verse 15 now becomes reality. God with us, Emmanuel. God had dwelt among his people within the sanctuary. Now he dwelt with them in the physical person of Jesus of Nazareth. Indeed, with the birth of Jesus, God presented in concrete ways his continuous desire to be with us in nature and mission. The Son of God was fully man and fully divine, and he is the only one who would have saved us. He affirmed, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. John 14 verse 6. God moved forward with his mission and then through Jesus Christ was present in the flesh among his children. The one and only son who came from the father full of grace and truth, John 1.14, fulfilled the Old Testament's prophecy and in accordance with the divine plan became one with us, God in human flesh. But why did Christ have to come in flesh to be born like any other human? Why didn't he come in some other supernatural way? Jesus had to be born in flesh that you and I may know that righteousness is possible for us, even as humans, only if we desire and walk towards it through the power of God. The God who continues to be with us. Matthew 28, 18-20 Then Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Christ came, lived, and ministered for three and a half years. In him, the missionary nature of God was completely made known. Jesus himself revealed his mission, saying, The Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Luke 19 verse 10. Christ lived out this mission to the latter. During the Passover celebration, which pointed to freedom from the Egyptian oppression, Jesus Christ, the incarnated God, gave up his life to deliver us from the bondage of sin. The Apostle Paul wrote, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21. But in Matthew 28, 18-20, we find a great gospel commission. A commission with a promise and great assurance of the continuous presence of God. Here, Christ promised to be with us even unto the end of time. Based on this reality, he has commissioned us all, his followers, to go make disciples around the world, including those who are deep in sin. He has called you and I to be partners in his mission to make disciples of all nations. Matthew 28, 18-20 How are you fulfilling this commission in your little corner? The God who will come back. One of Christ's most precious promises, the blessed hope, is that he will come back to take his brethren, his beloved children home. This promise reflects once again, the Creator's desire to be with us for eternity. Jesus affirmed, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. John 
chapter 14, 1 to 3. The Bible is full of Christ's promises that he will come back. John wrote in Revelation 21, verse 3, And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. And Ellen G. White writes in the Desert of Ages, page 26, The work of redemption will be complete, and the place where sin abounded. God's grace much more abounds. The earth itself, the very field that Satan claimed as his, is to be not only ransomed, but exalted. Here, where the Son of God tabernacled in humanity, where the kingdom of glory lived and suffered and died, here, when he shall make all things new, the tabernacle of God shall be with men. And through endless ages, as the redeemed walk in the light of the Lord, they will praise him for his unshakable gift, Emmanuel, God with us. Here we find the most beautiful picture of redemption. The God of mission will finally fulfill his desire to be with his children eternally. What a tremendous privilege to be part of this reality. What a promise. In conclusion, God is the originator of missions. We fail. He came looking for us, he found us, and now he has commissioned us to go look for others who have fallen because he will come back to take his people home. Please pray with me. Eternal Father, thank you for loving us so dearly that you came looking for us after our fall. You gave us Jesus to die for us, and you have always been with us. Teach us to love you and to live our lives reciprocating all you have done for us. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for studying with me again today on Hope Stream FM. For questions, contributions, and prayers, please reach out to me on WhatsApp on plus 234-903-789-1678. God bless you.